This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to a Tiny Toons episode of the Animaniacast. Meanwhile, the animation script is being recorded by talented, gifted, genius voice artists. This script stinks! It needs more comedy beats! Imposter doesn't sound a thing like me! Hey, Buster, when does the fun begin? And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Talkin' Tiny Tunes. Uh, this is the spin-off series of the Animaniacast. Today, we are talking about another episode of Tiny Toon Adventures, revisiting all of our favorite jokes and cultural references. And in the end, we're going to give this episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts down the road, socially distance away from me, because... Because he smells. Is my brother Nathan. Oh, I love those comedy beats. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. I'm maintaining extreme social distance over here. Yes, exactly. Uh, we've, we've been are... practicing that for since before it was cool. I know exactly. Right, right. Podcasters, when it came to, when it comes to like socially distance, I think most podcasters are like no problem. We got this. And <laughs> so has been really no change for us. Uh, but uh, t- you know what, guys? Uh, I know we're supposed to do it, Tiny Tunes, but I'll tell you what. Why don't we talk about Animaniacs instead today? I really want to talk I'd about Animaniacs. That seems like a great idea. This is the Animaniacast, actually. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a spinoff of, but. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're going to talk about Animaniacs today. So let's talk about episode. 36 of Tiny Toon Adventures. Wait. We're probably confusing people. Yes. Because episode 36 of Tiny Toon Adventures is called Animaniacs. Oh, no relation. No relation. Oh. (laughs) Some relation, I guess, sort of. Uh, (laughs) Yes, this episode is is, going to teach us all about well, animation. So if you guys were to describe this episode of Tiny Toon Adventures in just a few words, uh, what would you say, Nathan? Um, it doesn't have Ralph the Guard, the Hello Nurse, Dr. Scratch and Sniff. It uh, doesn't have any of the uh, Warner Brothers siblings. It doesn't have any of the characters from Animaniacs that i am come to love, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, what's the big, <laughs> what's, what's the big idea? So that... that that would be my uh, number one takeaway. Uh, <laughs> and Kelly, what would you say? I would say it's totally insane <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and it, it really was kind of a cool uh, lesson in, in the animation process, I guess, uh, really. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this one. This wasn't one of the funniest episodes, but it was still very cool to watch. And I do remember this one as a kid. I don't know. Do you remember? Do either of you remember this one? Uh, watching it when it first came out? I don't think so. I mean, I was pretty young when <laughs> it yeah. first came out. And, and Kelly, you were saying no as well? No. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just moments of baby plucky crying just uh, were stuck in my brain. Like, oh, I remember that. 
But Nathan, tell us, you don't really remember it that much. Why don't you tell us why? When did this episode first premiere? Oh, wow. Okay, so this episode premiered on November 12th, 1990, which was the same night as the body bag game. Now, uh, people that love football might remember this Monday night football game against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Redskins, where the Eagles are like, we're going to beat you up so badly, you're going to be taken out in body bags. And... uh, They've been watching too much Karate Kid. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Eagles did win, and I don't think the Redskins were taken out in body bags, but I don't. Well, that's probably for the best. Uh, <laughs> something I uh, care more about, uh, Saturday Night Live uh, introduces some new uh, castmates. Uh, we got Chris Farley, Tim Meadows, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, Julia Sweeney. Join the cast of Saturday Night Live. So well, That was a good cast. Yeah, yeah definitely. Those are people. I know, like, all of those, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to give away anything else, because uh, all these episodes come out every day in 1990. So if we do another episode around this time, it, yeah, you're just taking away from the facts of those days. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, let's go ahead <laughs> and get in. we got to save those for just in case we get an adjacent episode. Save some yeah. facts. Yes. So, I mean, th- there's not a lot of facts anyways, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, body bag football, that sounds great to me. Boy, oh boy, it sounds yeah, fun. Man. Um, <laughs> before we get into today's episode let's about of Animaniacs, I figure we might as well talk about some Animaniacs news. And when we were done recording with uh, Tom Ruger and Paul Rugg in our last episode, Tom had we were talking to Tom about how there's been no nothing for the, the reboot that's been coming out and just kind of speculating on why that is and uh nathan why don't you tell us what was or actually i'll let kelly tell us about this kelly why don't you tell us what was tom's basic theory or answer as to why it might be taking so long he thinks the director not really the director but (laughs) i mean he is a director but not director of animaniacs um and not the director that was on our previous episode um, not Mr. Director, but my director. Uh, <laughs> this is so confusing. Steven Spielberg uh, has a, like his own cleanup crew. Um, you know, like the people that come in and, and clean up after John Wick, you know, shoots a bunch of people in his house. Not quite like that either. But um, Spielberg has his own cleanup crew that, that comes in and, and changes things and fixes things back behind the, the animators. Uh, I guess to make it more uh, realize his vision, I, I guess. I have never personally heard anything like that about Spielberg, but I, I don't know as much about his involvement with animation, probably beyond, beyond um, an American tale, um, which is also a film. So I'm more, I follow his, the film stuff a little bit more than, than the animate the daily animation stuff. Right. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I know what I heard, though. And uh, you can add this to your broadcast, but what I heard. Uh, that, And this is, this is true. Spielberg has his own retake crew. And they, they're dedicated just to him. So he looks at an episode or he looks at some aspect of it. He doesn't go back to the folks at Warner's. He has a crew that he just says, you have to fix this, fix that, fix that. So uh, 
They've lost, I think they've lost control over there. I think Spielberg has like said, no, I, I, I'm worried that this isn't going to work out. I'm going to make sure it is. So, no. so that's good for, uh, well, I don't know. I, but so there, out of that, all you can, all I can definitely tell you is Spielberg has his own retake crew on the new Animaniacs. I mean, that's probably good. I mean, yeah. it's nice that he's at least looking at him and yeah. he's got a hand in it, you know. I trust him. That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's still, well, you just never know. And Paul raised some interesting issues. I mean, the fact that Paul Rugg and funny people like him, you know, Sherry Stoner and Peter Hastings and John McCann, Deanna Oliver, Nick Hollander, all these people, they're all like, they're not crazy people, but they're all very funny, unique, uh, uh, talented and wild people with great ideas. And the beauty, and it was passed down from McCurdy to me to them, they, they were able to just make write cartoons that they really cared about and like. And uh, there was a great freedom there back then. And like Paul said, we weren't making cartoons for kids per se. We were just making cartoons that were funny. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that, I, I don't know if that's still in the uh, mindset, especially of the executives right now in Warner Brothers. Yeah. So it was interesting to, to think about the, the reason that there might be some sort of delay is that Spielberg having his own crew and saying, fix this, fix that. Uh, and perhaps um, there's some sort of, you know, perhaps Spielberg's a little, uh, disenchanted with uh, the stuff that's come out so far maybe you know maybe we've been getting that vibe anyways yeah exactly just because there's been yeah. nothing shown that boy there must be something kind of wrong and, and now there won't be a comic con that's true so but you know what uh, the, the yeah is that go ahead nathan well is that was that officially canceled the uh, yes. uh san diego oh that's so yeah. sad well nathan and i were going to be going there too that's right. Like, <laughs> it was going to be our first sad. time. We were going to be representing the Animani cast, representing Aww. RetroZap.com. And then what do they do? They heard we were going. Oh, yeah. And I guess they heard mm. that the coronavirus might be going, too. So they decided yeah. to to keep everybody safe and cancel it for the first time ever. So maybe Nathan and I will get our passes, uh, our media passes transferred over to the next year. Maybe you should maybe. be able. We'll see, but at any rate, that that really kind of puts any official huge Animaniacs uh, announcement that I'm sure one would assume would be happening at uh, Comic Con uh, gets pushed off as well. So there's this new Looney Tunes show coming out May 27th, and they just recently released the trailer for that a month before it comes out. So I don't know. Maybe we're not going to see an Animaniacs trailer until like a month before the actual premiere. It's hard to say. Well, they, um, they released a, a new Fraggle Rock show. What was it, yesterday? I didn't know a thing about it, and I follow Muppet blogs and everything. Is that also on HBO, or what was the? No, it's on um, Apple TV, I think. Oh, okay, that's fine. It, it, it came out of nowhere. It would have made more sense to, be, to have put Fraggle Rock on HBO Max, because... It was on HBO originally, on the original run. I mean... Yeah, well, I never got the <laughs> HBO has uh, HBO has Sesame Street, right? So... Yeah. 
Well, they got. I mean, you can't. The thing is, what I'm what I'm learning is that they never put all these things on just one (laughs) streaming service. There's a lot of people who think like, well, the uh, if if the uh, if Looney Tunes is going to be on HBO Max, then it's uh, Animaniacs should probably be on there too, right? And no, not necessarily. They already have a signed no. contract with Hulu. So just because they're the same company doesn't mean that all of their stuff gets put on just that one thing. Uh, it's yeah. With the streaming wars right now, it's just everything just so split up. And some of it gets put on two things at once. Like Community right now is on Netflix and Hulu. And so maybe Animaniacs will be on Hulu and HBO Max. But I don't think they're going to change any contracts necessarily. I don't know. It's a it's a weird time, and it'd be sure be nice if we got some news of some sort. But anyway, uh, well, that's I wanted to save money by getting rid of my cable and getting streaming services, and now I have to get so many streaming services. Ah, okay, that's it. I just wanted to say that. Well, I, now I really need to get Apple TV because Fraggles <laughs> and Amazing Stories by Spielberg. Well, there you are. Even even a, a reason, a, another reason to at least get it for a few months, I suppose. And uh, yes. yeah, well, let's go ahead and get into today's discussion today of Animaniacs. This is Animaniacs with an exclamation point. Oh, yes. Excellent. You know. So, Animaniacs. So you should read it differently than normal Animaniacs. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. So, Animaniacs with an exclamation mark. Our point is <laughs> it was written by Paul Dini and Tom Minton. It was directed by Art Vitello, and it had storyboards by Bruce Tim and Douglas Ooh. McCarthy. So, yeah, you got, got Paul Dini and Bruce Tim of Batman, the animated series fame, working together on this cartoon uh, on Animaniacs. Animaniacs! <laughs> so, uh, that explains the um, Bat-Duck poster in the background. Oh, sure it does. Sure it does. Well, uh, <laughs> Kelly, why don't you go ahead and tell us what happens here in the first part here of Animaniacs! Okay. Uh, Plucky is um, running to school. University, Acme Luniversity, I should say. And uh, because it's time for his exams, but he hasn't been to class and uh, hasn't done any of the work or anything. And um, so he's freaking out a little bit. It's uh, Animation 101 is the class. And uh, he thinks all it's going to be is watching cartoons. But when he head in the door, he sees everybody making cartoons, creating cartoons. Well, look who finally made it to class. What's going on? Where where are the cartoons? We're making them for the animation festival tonight. Making them for tonight? Sure. It's the only way you get a passing grade. You do know how to make a cartoon, don't you? Oh, sure. You get a camera, some weird scenery, and some goofy-looking people, and take pictures. This looks like a job for the magic pen. And he's got no idea what's going on, and they're doing it all for an animation festival, so talk about pressure. So 
Buster gives him a magic pen that's in a glass case on the wall. It's like a fountain pen. And it says to only use in emergencies. And it's like a little, you know, magic wand kind of thing. And um, he uses it to illustrate, to help illustrate what uh, everybody in the room's doing. And he goes through uh, storyboard artists and they use thumbnails to, you know, sort of like a comic strip, sort of illustrate what the action's going to be. You've got uh, layout artists. You've got um, the people who trace the image onto the cells, the animation cells, and um, the writers work out the com- comedic beats. From this basic situation, they think of the sight gags and jokes we call comedy beats. <laughs> Beats already. And then beats keep uh, falling on this animated plucky in a farmer's outfit in a field every time that that comes up. So it's a oh, it's a whole running gag thing. <laughs> and uh, so um, uh, sort of takes you through the the different steps of animation, and then ultimately they uh, copy each. Or not copy, but um, basically take a image of um, of each cell, so then it can all be put together and uh, on film. There and you that go. is how a cartoon is born. And exactly, more or oh. less. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's some there's some really uh, this is a very I would say the most educational uh, segment I think I've ever seen in Tiny Toons or Animaniacs. It really goes through the whole thing. In fact, I took. I took notes on on the different things that just the bullet points. So from oh, speaking of notes, uh-huh. uh, along the animation process, that's when Steven gives them a whole bunch of notes. That's right. As to what he wants to change. So we can't forget to mention Steven here. He does get a shout they out. Say his name. <laughs> After the editors piece the film together, Steven gives us lots of notes. Yeah, so writer, storyboard, layout artist, background artist, background painters, voice actors, the animator, the assistant animators. Uh, they talk about pencil tests, cell tracing. Okay, I left out a little. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I summarized. Yeah, exactly. I just I was just going off the bullet points uh, because I just thought like this is like this would be fun thing for I think just showing kids really the process of animation. Uh, mm-hmm. It talks about the, taking the photos, doing the editors, piecing it together. They do a, a quick talk about the FX and music and, and the audience. And boy, oh boy, it's it's cool. I liked it. Um, what were your thoughts on it, though? Uh, uh, let's see with Nathan. Let's start with you. What do you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. It, was, um, it reminded me of that Animaniacs uh, comic book we did uh, way back uh, where we learned about how a comic was made. Yes, remember that I do. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, this is much more entertaining, though. But uh, oh yes, st- yes. Still... <laughs> but it was it was equally educational, just more entertaining. I think is the. <laughs> there are actual shots in this, and it, it real references to. Um, and I know Nathan, you and I have seen this. Uh, the Reluctant Drag- Dragon, Disney's The Reluctant mm. Dragon, uh, which is available. I just rewatched it recently on Disney Plus. It's uh, with Robert Benchley, who was this humorist from the, I think, 30s and 40s and 50s. 
maybe longer. I don't know how long Robert Benchley lived, but it basically takes him. He goes through the Walt Disney lot and it shows him the, the process of how they make cartoons. And they even show this whole process of cell animation with Donald Duck and Donald Duck is dressed up as a farmer. This next one, the foot's down. You see? Get the idea? Yeah, but he still doesn't move. Just a minute, big boy. Give me time. Give me time. Duck. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. Now, look. First, my foot is up here. See? Uh-huh. Then, it's down here. Understand? Oh, I get it. Then that. Yeah. And that. I see. And that. See? Sure. When I'm going faster, I'm working. Get it? Yeah, certainly. Now, in this picture, I'm a farmer, see? I'm doing that to milk a cow. Oh, that cow don't have a farm. Oh, 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 oh. How am I doing? I, I think it obviously heavily influenced uh, this episode. And in fact, there's this part where Dizzy Devil is animating and looking in the mirror as he, as he animates. Uh, and I think it was uh, from the reluctant dragon, I think uh, where they showed Ward Kimball uh, animating and then looking in the mirror, uh, making faces as he went. So uh, I don't know. I feel like to point out when you said Robert Benchley, I was like, Oh wait. Um, so I double checked and he is the grandfather of Peter Benchley. No way. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I'd heard uh, about that connection before, but I double checked on Wikipedia, and uh, he's the grandfather Peter. Um, yeah, Peter Benchley, who wrote the novel Draws that became the movie directed that by Steven so Spielberg. Cool. That is so cool. Yeah, it all, I, it all comes back to Steven. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does, but that's so cool. That's hey, it's all connected. Uh, that's awesome. I have I actually have one of Robert Benchley's books. He's a he's a very funny oh. guy. So that's anyway, cool. anyway, excellent stuff. So yeah. uh, Kelly, any Nathan, any other thoughts on this first segment before we move on to part two? I really enjoyed it. It reminded me um, the first time I went to uh, what used to be known as um, Hollywood Studios at Disney World. They uh, they had still had a working animation studio there that you could walk through and peer through the glass and see the animators at work. So when we toured it, it was um, they were we saw some background artists uh, working on the backgrounds for what would become Aladdin, and so that was in production at that time. Wow, that was really cool. And I'd already I already knew a lot about animation at that point because anytime movies would come on the Disney Channel. You know, I watched behind the scenes of The Little Mermaid and um, Beauty and the Beast. And I watched them so often that, I mean, I, I knew which animators did which characters. And, you know, Glenn Keane is so awesome. He does everything. And, and he's related to Bill Keane, who um, did Family Circus. Mm. So Art runs in that family as well. But um, I uh, I really got a kick out of that. I used to want to be a Disney animator. And um Eh, not so great at the drawing. Writing is more my thing, but <laughs> uh, I I love drawing Disney characters, not in motion. I just do stills of them. So I, I realized I didn't really want to do the motion, but but I I do like to draw them. I thought it was funny that in this uh, segment they were talking about how <laughs> there was commentary on how boring some of the jobs were. 
uh, and like the animation part that if you like movement and fun, then you will become the animator and it shows dizzy, you know, doing all that drawing. And then the boring one is showing, you know, uh, the, the photography part. But I was like, I actually like to do the photography part. That would be, if I was to do any of this, it might be the photography part just because I, it's kind of I, it's easy. <laughs> like I just get, and I get to see it moving along. Um, or, or tracing the tracing. That's different from the photography. I think that's true. That's true. But I, but that's too much work. I would want the, I would want the, the one that the buzzard got, okay. you know, that's, oh, that'd just be so tedious. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't care. <laughs> I'd be flying through those cells. Uh, which is so funny because they don't even. This is such an outdated thing. They don't even paint on actual cells anymore uh, for no. animation. So it's all digital now. Uh, di- you know, digital cells. So, and it's so Very funny. Sad. I was watching these things on. Uh, on I think def- there's a great YouTube series called Defunct Land, uh, as well as some other stuff on uh, the Disney Plus right now, talking about how they uh, used to do stuff, but. The cells were that the Disney folks would use. They would just reuse them. They would just put them through a wash, and so all those cells would just be wiped clean. Or at the end of a Disney production, like Bambi or something like that, they would take as a celebration that we're done with all this animation. They would take all the cells, spread them out all over the floor, and then skate around the floor. You know how, like, if you do that with like magazines or something like that. Uh, something and kind of slide around a carpet. Oh, no, it's basically yeah. They would do that with the cells of an- Disney animation. So yeah, these 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 cells that go for so you know hundreds or thousands and thousands of dollars today, uh, we're just treated like eh, whatever. It's junk. <laughs> That's awful. Well, you know, it's it's uh it's interesting to see how that works out. So anyway, um, I guess let's move on to the second part. Um, Second part, we come back and the teachers, the Looney Tune characters, are all talking about what's coming up, which is the film festival. Oh, it, 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 please, Bugs. Anything but judging those awfully student films. I know, but the big boys at Time Warner will yank our tenure if we don't. They're despicable. We go over to Plucky. Plucky is having trouble. He is, he just starts ripping up his stuff. He's basically trying to. He's he's having trouble kind of getting the the point across of his story. What is the problem? I'm trying to tell a story of power, passion, tragedy, and triumph. It's about my life, of course. Mm, perfect subject for a cartoon. Anyway, I'm having trouble telling the backstory of my early years while keeping the immediacy of the dramatic present day narrative. Mm, I want to show what happened when I was a kid. At one point, he brings out this. I don't know what the tool is actually called. It kind of looks like a ruler, uh, but he starts swinging around the place and Buster says, uh, easy with the sword Toshiro. And that made me go, Hmm, that has to be a reference to something. And Kelly, what was that referencing? It was referencing Toshiro Mufune, who was um, in a lot of Akira Kurosawa's uh, Japanese films. And he generally played he 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 being the actor and and of course many of his characters was the inspiration of obi-wan kenobi and i believe uh that george lucas actually offered him the role first before alec guinness or at least he envisioned him in the role as obi-wan um he sort of played that uh, older wiser um 
sword master in in the Japanese films like uh, Hidden Fortress and The Seven Samurai. So uh, probably one of the, the best known uh, Japanese actors of, of his time and, and still today. Well, there you go. Uh, I knew there was something to that. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> um, so the, Buster goes in again to help him out. This time he's going to tell him kind of some filmmaking techniques. So he tells him about, you know, uh, uh, wipe cuts and fade in, fade outs. And he, he, since Plucky wants to talk about when he was a little kid, he says, well, we need to do a flashback. So Plucky grabs his camera and they do a flashback and they end up in a pond. They can see baby Plucky. And this is the first appearance of baby Plucky. And he is baby, baby Plucky. Like this is timeline wise. He must be one or two. (laughs) And he's, (laughs) and his parents being such great parents are nowhere to be seen, by the way. Uh, Just letting him go around in the pond in his little uh, floaty. That's me as a baby with my first inner tube. Oh, I was a cute little quacker. This will make a great opening scene. Poor little fella. <laughs> the screen isn't ready for such heartbreaking pathos. So they decide to go back, but unfortunately they flash back a little back in time instead, and they go to World War II. Then they flash back even farther to prehistoric times with uh, basically a scene from 2001 with the monolith and all these uh, apes banging bones in front of it. You shouldn't mess around with time too much. Remember what happened in Back to the Future? Yeah, it's a great movie. And he, Plucky holds up a little plug sign right there with dollar signs on it. Um, kind of as a way to, again, get, we have the Spielberg connection right there with Back <laughs> to the Future. So maybe Plucky's hoping to get a little money from Spielberg by promoting <laughs> Back to the Future. I don't know. But um, Buster says, okay, well, we got to flash forward. And so Buster leaves just before the apes all attack plucky and start hitting him over the head buster says oh my gosh i forgot i didn't tell him how to flash forward uh and luckily buster's able to suck uh plucky out of a book of prehistoric life i guess plucky just kept flashing back and back and back and became an, an amoeba i'm an angry little amoeba in the book it's a very abstract but a very interesting way to rescue him so Buster sucks him out of the book and puts him in, and that's pretty much, the, I think, the end of this uh, this act, because the next part is, well, it's time for the film festival, and Plucky's film is not done. So there we go. That's the, that's the middle act. Um, Nathan, Kelly, what do you guys think about the second act? Let's start with you, Nathan. Uh, there was a reference to 2001 Space Odyssey, yes. I believe. Uh, I mentioned that. Well, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, well, Kelly, what did you like or see or notice in this one? Well, I, I liked the reference to, to Shiro, of course, but then also the uh, Back to the Future, Back to the Future, and um, the um, flashbacks and, and all the wipes and everything. It just reminded me of Animaniacs, actual show, 
when they go iris out already. <laughs> yeah, and again, this episode, this part, I should say, um, I thought, man, I'd like to show some of this again to my students at my school just because I like to show them the use of transitions and stuff like that when they're making their own videos today. And and they kind of talk about them a little bit and how they're useful. And I don't know. I think that this this cartoon does a good job. Again, the second part gets a little sillier, but it still has a little bit of uh, teaching moments right there, which is nice. Yeah, And I like that uh, the Bugs Bunny and people are, you know, shown in it you know you get to see all the original looney tunes is always fun yeah exactly and whenever they have that in tiny tunes it's fun yeah good evening ladies and gentlemen and monty and welcome to the Acme University Animation Festival. Tonight, we get off the stage, rabbit! Have some great films, each one made by one of our talented students. This talented student's still working on his. And up in the balcony, the judges are ready to give the films their full attention. Well, let's go ahead and get to the third part. Nathan, why don't you take us away? We're at the film festival. What happens? Oh, boy. So, yeah, Plucky still doesn't have his film ready. And they've started. Um, we, we have Buster as the host. Uh, we've got Bugs, Daffy, and Porky Pig all in bed uh, because they're <laughs> not very interested in watching this. <laughs> um, and the first uh, short, the first uh, animation is by Elmira. And she it's basically uh, her uh, squeezing a dog so tight that uh, I, I guess she kills the dog in the in the, <laughs> the cartoon it's just a cartoon it's just a cartoon i love the little furry ones but when they run away i can't believe they want to leave so i squeeze them till they stay um drawn in a very car- uh crayon it's like she got just got her crayons and drew yeah them. the drawing styles but obviously you know uh, not what we're used to in a Tiny Toons cartoon. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, and then um, next one is, uh, I think, Hampton's. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's his worst nightmare. nightmare. Yes. So it's, oh, it's really spooky music going on. We see like a haunted house and we hear Hampton screaming um, and we find him. He's in bed and he's shaking and he's like, oh, it was just a dream. is the end so that one <laughs> was a lot of fun uh yes. dizzy devil also has one uh, it's called dizzy eats world and it's just a it's it's literally dizzy devil eating the earth so <laughs> dizzy eats world. it's very quick um just five seconds or so uh, Monty has one. It's a, and this one was done by professional cartoonists, so it looks like real life. It looks, we've got like uh, it's a Monty saves Christmas, I think. Um, and a basically, Max uh, Christmas, I think. Is what yeah, it's there we go. So it's Montana Max is Monty Claus, and he he uh, comes in because uh, Bugs or Babs and Buster Bunny 
are cold and poor and their fire just went out. Um, but then he starts like beating them up. And... <laughs> well, first he gives them money. I mean, he does yeah. give them money after they kiss his feet and they're so happy to see him. I it was like surprisingly violent at the end where <laughs> so it, got, it gets cut before we show anything like super violent and he gets thrown out. Um, and I guess disqualified or something. Uh, now, that was a, I'm going to pause it real quick. Well, that was yeah. weird because Buster and Babs <laughs> are watching the cartoon starring them in it. Well, they're not in yeah. it. It's just, it's really well done. It's like if yes. someone drew like high quality 3d animation. See, this like, is something that we talk about today in the real, in the modern era of, of you got to be careful of deep fakes and stuff like with CGI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and this, that's what it is. It probably was a CGI film, basically. You know, Because like... <laughs> this Buster and Babs were not in this film, but they no. got sound-alike voice actors, so it's animating the animated cartoon. It's meta, man, when you think, yeah. you think about it. But yeah, Monty goes to... It almost looks like they originally were probably going to put an axe or something in his hand, but it ends up being like a giant sledgehammer, like he's about to pound him in the in the head before the film gets literally cut off of the the projector oh that's sick boo get it off now to ring in the new year very weird and sick and dark but i like that part anyway (laughs) yeah but there's more films (laughs) yeah there's more so um yeah i think monty got disqualified but then gogo goes next and i feel like he should almost get disqualified because he just shows a live action film that already exists i think like it's called so you want to learn to dance and it's like an actual uh black and white short film and he just shows some really funny clips from it but like he didn't make it he and this would be like another so this is like actual live action this would be like us going into a different dimension and like pulling off like a fourth dimension, but like since Gogo is so weird, he can do that. I guess so. And yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it's weird to think about, and the audience doesn't know what to think about it either. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they didn't think it was weirder. weird though; they thought it was dumb. Yeah, which I was like, "What are you talking? Like that was has to be the weirdest thing that like possibly could happen." Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Shirley Lo- the Loon is next, and her film has, was uh, too long, so she had to cut it down to 17 and a half hours. So, <laughs> her um, and Mr. Director went to the same uh, film st- school, I believe. Yeah, so uh, um, she, and that, yeah, so that's a shortened version. Um, and the the it, like Bugs and Daffy and Porky, they all want to try to escape, but like their door has been electrocuted, so they can't even leave. So they're forced to watch this like long film. Everyone's gone like insane by the end of this. And uh, Plucky was told he has to cut his short because Shirley's went long. We're coming down to the end, folks. For our last entry, a cartoon by Plucky Duck. I hope I managed to save the artistic integrity of my film. It's magnificent. It's stupendous. It's short. It wins. And uh, the judges love it so much. He get he wins the uh, animation prize, which is to uh, take the class for real, since he missed the whole thing the first time. So there uh-huh. you go. You can't um, get out of school. Actually, shorter than Dizzy Devils. I mean, they were probably about the same length. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dizzy Devils like pretty short. <laughs> 
I feel like I'd be gypped. I'd feel gypped if I was Dizzy Devil. Now, did you guys see in the in the show notes in the for the Wikipedia? I should say, uh, somebody put in that they thought that Dizzy Eat World might have influenced the band Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, <laughs> I, I looked it up and it was not <laughs> okay. Uh, good, <laughs> there, but it actually is. So, it is, what's interesting is um, it's based off like his little brother or like. Yeah, I think his brother drew a drawing of their someone named Jim uh, eating the world, and they said, "Oh, it's called Jimmy Eat World." So you know, it is. Well, similar. maybe his brother saw Tiny Toons. Yeah, so and... it could be, and then there you go. But the point is, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it is based on a drawing of someone eating the world. So, in that sense, it's very similar. Okay. Well, uh, you know, there's. Uh... There's a lot of cool stuff in here. I really um, did. You notice uh, some some good comedy right there. Speaking of Mr. Director, once again, Elmira, I think also might have gone to the same school as Mr. Director, or maybe Mr. Director was like teaching the kids how to make these films because Elmira's film is called Aminals or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Transpose the letters M and N. <laughs> That's funny. That's that, it's funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought that was a nice little connection. But and uh, one little other little side note that uh, Buster, when he comes out, he goes, "Hello, fellow tunatics." And I thought, oh, that's like uh, Tom Ruger's blog, cartoonatics dot blogspot dot com. So I don't know if that's just something that it, I, I've never heard. Honestly, I never heard the word tunatics or cartoonatics before. Uh, really deal or animaniacs. Or, before Tom Ruger. Exactly. So, <laughs> all these words. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and talk about our favorite moments of the third segment. And uh, I guess, Kelly, what, what did you like in this last part? I just thought all the little films were funny. They they were so different from each other and, and sort of went along with the characters' personalities. And uh, I liked all the different artistic styles to them. So, it was just like watching a real film festival. Yeah, totally. I did like, I did like that uh, aspect of it. Nathan, what about you? Um, I really like the short, the live action short. Um, it reminded me of um, the Go-Go's uh, live action one. With the, it just reminded me of Freakazoid. Where yes. you just cut to life, live action, just random scenes. And uh, I gen- genuinely laughed at some of those. Things. Like him swinging the girl around. Yes, her swinging the girl around when it goes that cut to a woman. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then staring directly into the camera is 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 some funny parts of that. Yeah, sure. and, and again, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're we're not agreeing with Babs. This was weird. This was not dumb. This was it was weird. Yeah, it was weird and funny. So yeah, weird and funny. It, classic so, Go Go. Go Go so. should have won, perhaps. I don't know. Mm. It was just so out of the box thinking. Oh, I mean, he did cheat though, too. That's I mean, true. It was not animated. Like he didn't make it. So <laughs> that's true. But again, so did Daffy. I mean, da- not Daffy. Yeah, I should say Plucky. When he went mm-hmm. back in time, he didn't yeah, animate he just, it. He filmed he just it. So filmed himself doing it. Um, I mean, he cheated so, too. I just think Dizzy Devil should have won. Yeah, it was short, um, <laughs> and he actually did it. So yeah, nobody can I say disagree. that he got outside assistance or anything like that. So yeah, I think I think he did that all himself, and it was you know it it was on model for himself to. <laughs> <laughs> it was something he felt strongly about. So uh-huh. yeah, you know, I <laughs> good job, Dizzy. You get our, you get the audience vote, I suppose. 
from us. Yeah, so. we, we could do a, a, a that could be our next animated cast poll. Ooh, okay. Which, <laughs> which short film was the best? Oh my gosh! All right, so let's. But we, we might just do that. You just. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's officially going to go out or not, but hey, why yeah. not? We'll put it <laughs> check check Animaniacast poll hashtag Animaniacast poll. Maybe that will or will not show up. I don't know. No promises. Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Well, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Tiny Toon Adventures? Kelly, let's start with you. I think I'll give it five. I really enjoyed the whole episode, and I loved the Spielberg references, and... I just uh, thought it was great all all the way throughout. All right, Nathan, what about you? You know, uh, I think I think I'll do the same. I think I'm gonna give it five. I I just it's it's educational. It was funny, um, and it had a great name. Um, so yeah, and I I think this will be the uh, epitome of a perfect episode of Tiny Tunes for me. So yeah, wow. five five water towers for me. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this one, I'm, I'm going to give it four and a half. And I wanted to give it a triple agreement, but I just can't. I just think that this episode, there are just certain things that I just think could have been a little funnier. And I don't know why. I don't know what they could have done that's funnier. I'm not a comedy writer. All I know is that <laughs> uh, I really did like it a lot. I mean, it's still four and a half. I just think that, I don't know, maybe one or two more gags. More. I needed just a few more comedy beats. And it would have been perfect. Uh, but I, I really, really, really love this episode. And like I said, it's, I think it's a good thing to show kids to this day to kind of show them the, even though the animation process has changed, they can at least kind of see the processes of film or cartoon development, how many people it has to go through. It doesn't just, it's not just three people doing stuff and then it's done. There's many, many steps to it. Hi, Animaniacast Podcast. This is Chick Venera as Pesto the Pigeon. That's a mouthful. Why would you do that to someone? Why? Okay, that's it. I'm out of here. Well, before we get to contact information, we have a new segment. It's called, We Have a Very, 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 Very Important Question to Ask You. We have a very, 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 very important question to ask you. This is where we are going to each think of a different character from Animaniacs, and then the other two have to guess who it is. It's going to be kind of like a 21 questions thing. Uh, I actually uh, borrowed slash uh, stole this idea from a, a different Retro Zap podcast. Uh, the ARG cast would have this a segment called uh, Random Select, and it was about video game characters. So I was like, we should do that with Animaniacs characters. And so we're going to do it. So I have an Animaniacs character in my head. And your job, Nathan and Kelly, is to ask me questions, yes or no. And by the by the end of it, you, you have to try to figure out who it is. And then you can guess early, but if you guess wrong, you're out. Does that make sense? Mm. Okay. All right. So yeah. who, would, who would like to ask a question first? I'll, I'll ask the first question. Okay, go for it. Okay. Uh, does this character appear in the uh, opening credits of the in the theme song at all? Um, no. 
And the, does the, the question has to be yes or no? Yeah, I might say. Okay, it. now it's my turn. It could... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. That was this. That was a yes or no question. Oh, okay, you're right. You're answer. right. No, <laughs> that was a side question. We'll side give it a question. freebie. We'll get, that was a freebie. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, is the character in more than one episode? Yes. Okay. Um, does this character appear only in um slappy cartoons? <laughs> Uh, yes, mostly. <laughs> All right. Well, that was, was like a big question. question. <laughs> no, I was like, <laughs> uh, is it Skippy? No, he's in the intro. And that means you're. That means you. Well, I'll let you keep going, Kelly. But technically, if you guess, shouldn't that be but, like you? You guess, and that's all for all the marbles, and then you're out completely. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't ever play this game. <laughs> well, this is the first time we're playing it too here, so I'll just we'll <laughs> let that go as well. So whatever. No, it's not. No, it's not Skippy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, no, you know what? I take it back. I take it back. You can guess who it, it is, is on, on the way. That that'll be just part of your yes or no. Yeah. That's just it's minus okay. a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um, is this a villain? Uh, most is this primarily known as like an antagonist? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, is the character a dog? No. Okay. Well, okay. Mm. Um. So let's see. I wonder if Walter Wolf counts as a dog or not. <laughs> um, I assume he doesn't, which kind of sucks. All right. Um, I, he was a wolf. He's not a dog. So he could still be in the running. So let's see. Um, is he part of the gang of those three, the octopus, b- bison, the beanie bison, and Walter Wolf? Yes. Um, he's one of those. Yes. He's part of that gang. Okay, yes. there we go. Is the character a wolf? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I have a good idea. Is it uh, Walter Wolf? Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I actually stopped marking the questions how many that was because I was like, okay, they got it. It's like it's going to be way before twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, that was like. I wasn't nine. sure if I was allowed to guess yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you think it, if you, hey, if you like guess Skippy? That worked. Uh, yeah. So that is how. There we go. That's our first round. Ta-da! Walter Wolf. I gotta pick something more obscure next time. I guess I don't know. It was, it was pretty obscure. Those, I mean, when you get to like ones that are only one episode, it's gonna get really hard. But yeah, well, I, that's the thing. I was thinking about. I won't even say what the one really obscure one I was thinking about doing, but it was totally obscure. And I was like, oh, I better not do that one in the first round because that won't be fun. But one of these days, if we keep playing this game, I will get to it eventually. <laughs> so, and I'll stump you, maybe. Well, and that is how you and I and all of us play. We have a very, 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 very important question to ask you. Lama, 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 a question answer, please. When we hear the answer, we promise that we'll leave. Hey! Well, let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, why don't you tell us where can people get in contact with you online? Well, uh, Twitter is a place that you can reach me, and uh, you can reach me at uh, DangoFT. That's me. All right. And Kelly, what about you? 
I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A, P-R-N-C-S-S. Or you can email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, you can head on over to Discord.Animaniacast.com. And you can join us and the other folks from RetroZap in discussing Animaniacs or Tiny Toons or just cartoons in general. Or really just pop culture and Star Wars especially over there at our Discord group. There's really some great conversations over there. Uh, going on. We've had more and more listeners heading over there, and it's uh, been a really positive community. So if you're looking for a nice place to talk with other fellow fans about really anything pop culture related, head on over discord.animaniacast.com. We'll give you the welcome link to that group. And hey, want to subscribe to the Retro Zap podcast feed? That way you can get not only this podcast, but all of the other fantastic podcasts that RetroZap puts out just about every single day for you to listen to. So RetroZap.com is your one-stop shop for for pop culture stuff. Well, let's go ahead and wrap everything up. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Shoot me now!